Welcome back to the IPM on the Fly podcast, where we talk to experts about a wide variety of topics in integrated pest management. This series is brought to you from the University of Georgia Extension IPM program with funding from the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Thanks for tuning in. We're your hosts, Emily and Michelle. Today, Michelle and I talk with Dr. Brett Blau, a peach entomologist at the University of Georgia. Um, He is a contributor to the My IPM app, which is what we're talking about today. The app has a lot of great information for both commercial growers in conventional and organic production, as well as homeowners. So we hope you enjoy today's episode and check out that app when you have a chance. Well, I I am Dr. Brett Blau. I am the peach entomologist at the University of Georgia as well as Clemson University. So I have a a dual appointment between the two universities, which basically means that I'm like a regional peach entomologist. So I cover peach pest management for both Georgia and South Carolina. It's a lot of... That's a lot of traveling. Yeah, a lot lot of traveling, a lot of peaches, (laughs) but it makes it exciting because Growing peaches in the southeast, it's very similar across both Georgia and South Carolina. So a lot of the work that I do can be used in both states. And so it really kind of increases my impact, which is really nice. Um, But it also just is kind of fun because we get to see different parts of the country, the different states. And while most of the management practices are the same across both states, there's some differences in the, the pest complexes, which makes it really interesting to see like What's going on here in South Carolina that's not going on in Georgia and trying to figure out why those those different cases are happening. And so you're a contributor to the My IPM app. Yeah, so it, it started off um, solely strawberry diseases hmm. back in back in 2012. Uh, Guido Schnabel out of Clemson University uh, is a fruit pathologist and he worked in strawberries and that's he really wanted to have an easy way for growers to access some of the management recommendations. And so he um, and a couple other people created this app, you know, specifically just for strawberry diseases. Oh. Then it slowly uh, added in strawberry insects and then moved to different crops. And so slowly but surely we're adding new things and um, updating it every year. So I see there's apple, blackberry, blueberry, bunch grape, cherry, cranberry, peach, pear, pecan, strawberry. You're getting input on basically the most common insects and diseases. Yes, yeah, so the app is really designed currently to to represent the most common insect pests and diseases for those specific crops on on the app and so there are definitely pests and diseases that are not on the app that can occur in in a farm setting and and really that comes down to is is finding people who are willing and able to spend time to take responsibility for those sections of the app okay because all all the content in the app is created by extension specialists from across the country, but it's all kind of like volunteer type work. Yeah. It's, it's hard to fit that into our normal schedule. And so in those cases, if, if a grower comes across something that they're not seeing on the app, then we would recommend them contacting their local extension agent. But the ones that are in the app are the ones that are most common, most likely to see in the field. 
but we're, we're working on trying to make sure all have that all sections have both diseases and insects. So what does someone do with it? They take it out to the field or they found a pest that they don't know what it is. I mean, what is the use? What, how do they use it? So that's what's, that's what's really, I think what's really nice about this app is that it, it's kind of multifaceted. So if you are a scout or an extension agent or even a grower who is finding damage on a crop and you're not sure what it is, uh, the app has images and descriptions of the different pests and diseases that can help diagnose those issues. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a first step in figuring out what's happening to my crop. Then it also has the different chemicals that can be used for management. And we don't necessarily give recommendations on which chemicals are the ones that you should use, but there's a nice list of labeled chemistries that the growers can use to manage those insects. Is that usually their only option, chemicals? That's an excellent question because it is my IPM, so we want to integrate the different methods. And so not only does it list the different chemistries that are labeled for it, there's also a, a section that includes cultural controls or non-chemical controls as hmm. well. And so the different management tactics might be something that that specialist has been researching or something that they, they have read in the literature that's been working elsewhere. But we try to include as much of the chemical as well as the alternative management practices like mating disruption or cultural controls that can also help improve management of the pests. And so it, it's, it's not there for everything because some things it's really chemical is really the only option that we have. But when there are alternative options, we try to include them and for the most part, they are things that the, re the, the extension specialists have been researching. So when you say cultural controls, could you give us a couple of examples from peach entomology, from peach insect perspective, yeah. of, of what someone could do for cultural controls or other IPM tactics? Yeah, that's, that's a, that is a great question. So in peach, for example, some of our, our peach feeding pests like stink bugs and tarnished plant bugs they are actually attracted first to the, the peach orchards through the weeds. So things like white clover that are, are growing in between the peach trees are attracting in some of these, these insect pests. They come in, feed on the clover, and then they move up into the trees and start to feed on the fruit. So a simple cultural control by mowing or using an herbicide to kill those broadleaf weeds like the white clover can significantly reduce the number of stink bugs and tarnished plant bugs which then will reduce the damage to the fruit. But That's it's tricky. so pretty. It, well, it's pretty, but it's tricky too because For I keep hearing, we've talked to cover crop people lately mm -hmm. about clover being a really beneficial input <laughs> from the sustainable mm -hmm. management aspect and IPM for controlling weeds, but... Yeah, so that is that is a really tricky one because you're, you're right that clover is a great cover crop. And so at certain times of the years, it might work a certain time of the season, it might work well in a peach setting, uh, but when there's fruit on the trees, having the clover within those orchards can be problematic. Okay. So it's most important to have the flowers gone, like whether through mowing or, I mean... It's basically uh, all of it. Okay. And the flowers are great for pollinators, mm -hmm. but that also scares me in IPM is if you have those flowers growing within the orchard during the season, those orchards are basically war zones where we're spraying all sorts of chemicals that are not good for pollinators. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would recommend removing the, the clovers no matter what from, from a peach orchard standpoint, not having those flowers there because it... That's a good point. It puts those pollinators at risk. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
It's like they're the fallout victims in that all. What, and you, you basically are attracting them in mm -hmm. and, and then killing them. them. It's yes. like, now, I, there's no data on that. I don't have any data on saying that that's really what happens, but um, it would make sense. Mm -hmm. So it says it works offline. I'm guessing you would download the information ahead of time if yes. you knew you were going to be in a place without Wi-Fi? Yep. Okay. That's exactly it. So uh, we do recommend when when getting this app that you are connected to Wi-Fi initially. We have designed the app to, to be usable over your wireless carrier. Uh, we try to limit the, the size of the images and the size of the app so we're not using up people's data. But it's still, if, if you're using the app for the very first time and downloading multiple crops, it is recommended to do it over Wi-Fi. Um, but then once it's downloaded, it's going to work anywhere. I've got the app pulled up. Can we maybe work through this together a little bit? Yeah. So, all right, I, I see you've got beneficial insects on here. That's kind of cool. Let's go to peach. We'll go to peach Sounds insect. Good. What Do you like that topic? That's, that's a good one. Okay, I'm uh, going to do disease as well. So I've got peach insect and disease selected. I click the update button and it tells me it's downloading. Yep. So it downloads each fruit information? Yes. So right now we have 10 fruit and nut crops represented. And so you don't have to download them all. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in our, our grower situation, you're not going to grow all the crops on that app. So you you get to choose which crop you want to download, but you also get to choose whether or not you want the insect pests or diseases as well. Okay. So I would recommend down if there's both insect pests and diseases represented, uh, it's worth downloading both of them. But you've navigated this app a lot, right? Yes. Okay. Because I'm stuck actually, but I didn't want to like say that and then you also be stuck. <laughs> So I downloaded, I guess I downloaded the peach insect and disease stuff, but now okay. I can't get back to the main page. There's no menu bar to navigate yes. back. Yes, so this is, that's where we do need a little bit of work. You have to push, that is the main page now. You are on the main page. Oh. To get back to where you can download stuff, you need to click on that little cloud. Oh, okay. So now I've got all of my categories here. I'm going to go into peach insect and I see there's images. I can scroll through. Oh, that's cool. So when you click on the image of the insect, it pulls up this little fact sheet. Yep. So there's a nice little overview section um, that gives a little bit about the biology of the insect or the disease, depending on the, the section you're in. Um, a little quick overview on management. Uh, and then down at the bottom of the app there, there's a little bit more detail that you can go into. Okay, cool. So I see you can enter trade name or active ingredients. So I guess if you have something on hand, you would enter it in. Yep. So if you had a, had a chemical on hand, like you're saying, you can enter that into the app to see what it's labeled for. Cool. So it will tell you uh, which crops that you potentially have that, that chemical for. Uh, then you can click on that and it's going to tell you the rate for the application. It's going to tell you your re-entry interval and your pre-harvest interval and the efficacy against the pest or disease that you're interested in. Are these pesticides updated annually? Yes. Okay. So every year in October, the MyIPM working group, so those are all the collaborators who are working on this app, come together to make sure that everything is updated to the best of our ability. If users or if any of the content creators find information that's out of date any time of the year, we can update it right then and there. We can go on to our online authoring tool, update what needs to be done, and then push it straight to the users 
So the next time the user opens up the app, it will say, do you want to update this? And then we, we put in why it's being updated and then you can say yes or no. And then that new content can be downloaded right then and there. Are there plans to expand and have other commodities or crops on this list? There actually is now a row crop uh, version that has been released. Oh, what's it called? It is called My IPM Row Crops. And that's actually has been recently released. Um, so that's now on the, the Apple App Store and uh, the Google Play Store. And so that will have insect pests and diseases for things like corn um, and soybean. And that one right now is primarily for the southeast, but we're also hoping to increase that range. Then we've also been talking with, with vegetable uh, specialists to also get a vegetable version of the app as well. For your next update, there really needs to be, in bright red... Georgia like a, colors, of course. Yeah. Contact now, and then it would just link right to your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a really uh, interesting idea. That, uh, <laughs> I, we would not be able to have it contact the specialist, um, but if, there, if, if we could have it where it came up with a list of the local agents, mm-hmm. because we don't track your, your locality or anything like that, so we don't know where you are when you're using that app. So we don't know if you're in Massachusetts or if you're in Florida um, or if you're in, in India or somewhere. So having it contact a specific person could become a problem because the, the recommendations might be a little bit different. But I like the idea of having some way of, of the user knowing where to go next if it's not on the app. Mm. That's, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I think you just answered a question I had, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So you're getting this information and people are, maybe they're using the app, they're targeting something. They, you have no way at this point to see, oh, there's a disease happening here. You know, because as you're getting, as people are identifying things, you can't use that yet for anything? We cannot, um, and <clears throat> and I I am not a de- app developer by any means, so I don't know the behind the scenes workings of this, but part of that is we don't want to be tracking people and, and figuring out where they're at. Having some way of tracking what they're seeing and which pests are, are most problematic that would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have discussed trying to figure out how we can best do that, but we're not at a point where it, it is going to be easy and, and safe for the users. Yeah. So how many users do you have now? So the, the, this, the app that in its current state was released in 2017, and since then we've had over 5,000 downloads. Oh, good. Um, which, you know, people can download multiple times, but more interesting aspect is that we can also look at the number of updates because mm-hmm. the app has an updated feature in that we have I think over 4,000 updates. So, so can you see year to year your increase in users? Yeah, yep so we our biggest push so in 2017 when we released this current version of the app for pretty much everyone that's collaborates on the app did a real big push to get that out there and so we had a huge increase early on in 2017 upwards of 1,200 and then basically every year we get about a thousand more oh, wow. users. Can you tell if you have more commercial growers or backyard gardeners using your app? We cannot tell who is using the app, um, but we we really advertise the app more for the commercial growers. All all the the chemistries um, and and most of our our management tactics that are are on the app 
are geared towards the commercial growers. Mm -hmm. Granted, a lot of the information is very helpful for homeowner use, like the, the images and the diagnostic tools that we have, but the, the chemical use uh, the, or the chemicals that are, are available on the app are primarily for commercial use. So there's a lot of great information and it's always updated. How much is this gonna cost somebody? That's, that's the most the amazing part about the app is that it's completely free. There, there's no cost to the user. We update it every year and there's no fee, no, no nothing. It's just, it's just a great, great information that's free to, to anyone that has a Apple or Android device. Perfect. Good deal. Thank you very much for talking with us well, today. Well, thanks for having me. Well, folks, we hope you'll check out the My IPM app. And if you grow row crops, definitely look into the newly released My IPM Row Crop app. These apps are free, updated by a team of specialists from land-grant universities around the country, providing you the most up-to-date chemical, biological, and cultural control tactics for all your IPM needs. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'll catch you on the fly real soon. <laughs>